0: Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Intentionally Well podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Lopez. Well, I want to first start out by saying happiest of New Year's to you all. I myself went on a bit of a break here and took about a month off from the show, so this is the first episode of 2024, and in my opinion, we are starting off the year with a bang over here because of who I had the pleasure of interviewing. I cannot wait for you guys to jump into listening, learning, and digesting all of the info that you're about to hear as you hear me chat with my guest, Matt Roski, and you might put potentially already know him as the face and founder behind Cultivate Elevate, which is also over on Instagram, YouTube, and other avenues of social media. Now, I started following Matt probably about three years ago, if I had to guess, and he has made quite an imprint over time in the wellness world by regularly challenging the narratives that culture and society has been fed with over probably the last century or so. He has so much passion for research and highlighting the importance of critical thought. And he does such a beautiful job of surfacing suppressed information and really just creating space for people to get curious. He has what seems to be infinite and detailed awareness of so many topics, including the topic that we're going to be digging into today. And if you follow me along on Instagram, you know that I have been itching to have this discussion regarding geoengineering, chemtrails, and the climate change narrative. Here, Matt breaks it all down for us, from the basics to the details and literally everything in between. We get into the who, the what, the why, the when, the how. We talk about the impacts on human health, on the environment, on our food and water systems, how this is anything but a conspiracy. But most importantly, we chat about what you can do to protect yourself and your family, as well as shift your perspective, getting out of fear mode and into a more balanced, healthier mindset when we're faced with these things that really kind of feel like they're out of our control. Matt's passion with his superfoods company, Cultivate Elevate, is to truly empower individuals to rise above the state of panic and fear, because as he says, there are always solutions to everything. Make sure that you check out all of the resources that he has for you in the show notes today, and do yourself a favor and follow Cultivate Elevate on social media if you don't already. All right, my friends, be prepared. You are in for a good one. And don't forget to share this one with your friends and family. This is definitely a conversation to share. So without further ado, here is today's show. Hi, Matt, welcome to the show. What a pleasure it is to have you here. And I am so anticipatory about this conversation. I cannot wait.
1: I'm happy to talk and happy to finally connect
0: yeah yeah same i know i've followed you for a long time now years i would say and i know we've we've spoke back and forth a few times and so uh this topic which we're about to get into is not only is it a requested one but i think it is something that people are just um they want to know more about and they also if they don't know they need to know and they should know uh for a multitude of reasons so um before we get into just into everything, just in case people don't know who you are and uh, sort of what you're about, give us a little bit of a background on you and why you're, um, which is why you're so passionate about health and well-being and all the things.
1: So I'm Matt, and I'm the owner of Cultivate Elevate, and the company was started back in 2020. And the whole point of the company is to provide solutions and not fear. You know, when I had a lot of health ailments and all types of health ailments that I had, I couldn't figure it out. I would talk to the professionals. They would tell me it's genetic. They would tell me I'm getting older. You know, they tell me all these things. And I started to realize that it was basically what I was putting into my body, what I was eating, what I was drinking, what was in my terrain, you know, things like Wi-Fi and all the dangers that come with those things as well. But, you know, a lot of the stuff impacted my health. And when I started to realize it, I started to realize we can fix everything very easy. There is a counter towards everything, you know, and we're just told that a lot of times we can't heal and this, you know, we can't do this and we can't do that. But in reality, we're self-regenerating beings. And when we're provided with the right nutrients and we clean up our terrain, our body begins to heal like that. So the whole point of Cultivate Elevate is to provide solutions to empower people with knowledge and also to help clean up their terrain and clean up their diet and bring in all these beautiful different superfoods and things like electroculture to help grow more food, but just all different things to just help elevate. You know, we have all this like, you know, crazy chaos going on all the time. And that gets old. That got real old for me in 2020. That's for sure. And then so I decided there needs to be solutions to everything. And then that's where it's kind of gone from here.
0: I love it. Well, here's the thing is that I think it's just that people don't have the awareness that there are solutions. And I talk about that here on the show all the time is that uh, which is the reason why we're sitting here, right? It's like if people knew the different perspectives the people knew that there were real solutions and that what's being told to them or what they've grown up listening to or hearing. Uh, that's not necessarily the whole story, you know, and so it's people like yourself, who are making just a world of a difference with all of the stuff that you put out there. Uh, this is the kind of stuff people need to know when people people like you, we need we need more voices like this. So it's really an honor to have you. I'm super, super excited.
1: Thank you for having me on and I'm happy to talk about any topic you want to talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well we're going to get we're going to get heavy into uh, geoengineering and chemtrails and then it might go you know know we'll just we'll just kind of see where it goes from there. But for those who uh let's just get right into it for those who are a a little unfamiliar with geoengineering with quote-unquote chemtrails let's kind of do like a foundational 101 so that we can set it up for people and go then into more uh more details so basically what is it what what are chemtrails what are they doing what are they spraying and so forth and we'll just kind of take it from there
1: so to get into this, there's a great documentary called Franken Skies, and I highly recommend everybody look into that documentary so you can go into the past of all the way back to 1910 when they started modifying our weather. So our weather has been modified for a long period of time. During acts of war, they would actually modify the weather. They would create storms and try to flood people out. That was what was happening in Vietnam. During World War II, they were spraying stuff into the sky to basically try to block out the enemy so that the airplanes wouldn't be able to see each other. Now what's happening in the present day 2023 is we have weather modification taking place in our beautiful skies every single day. So what you'll do is you'll look up into the sky and you'll see all these straight lines and you'll see all these airplanes. And what they'll do is they'll go in there and they'll draw all these straight lines into the sky. And then what happens is is there's a sound-based technology on the ground, which sends up a frequency, which can look like a cell phone tower, sends up to to those chemicals up in the sky, and then it'll turn into a cloud. And then sooner or later, you'll start to see it maybe turn into a rain cloud or it'll begin to storm or it'll begin to rain or whatever other weather uh, altercation will start to happen. But weather modification has taken place for a very long period of time. Now, what they will try to tell you is that this is contrails, this is not what it seems, but you can look into the skies and kind of go with your own instinct and kind of see what's going on with your weather. For example, here in Arizona, we're supposed to have 350 days of sunshine. Now we have about 250 days of sunshine. So there's a quite big difference happening with our weather. And the only difference is, is when you look into the skies, I can tell you when it's going to be cloudy. And I can tell you when a monsoon is coming. And now I can tell you, like as of today, when winter is coming. You know, and that's what we're kind of going through right now. Normally it's about 80 here in Uh, Scottsdale in you know the winter time now it's about 54 degrees so there's these big changes taking place and a simple example is something you know you can look at like for example in Maine last week they had all this flooding going on they're not having snow they're having water instead because what's happening is there's all these fluctuations of the natural climates they can modify all these different areas and change things. And they can do things with storms, they can do things with hurricanes, with anything you can pretty much think of, because it is the weather. There's a document called the NASA War Document, owning the weather by 2025. It's a document everybody should look into. There's also the Weather Modification Act of 1976 and the Weather Modification Act of 1979. It shows all the three-letter agencies which are taking place in modifying our weather in order to save us from the sun. That's actually the funniest part of it all is they're trying to block out the sun to save the planet. But then if you think about it, if you modify the weather over here, what happens over here? And that's why, for example, when a storm comes in, in a certain area, it'll then affect another place. So I'll see a storm brewing here in Arizona. I'll go and film it and show all the planes come out and all the things. And then all of a sudden they'll say winter storm advisory coming to Colorado and the East coast. And you can just see it happen like clockwork. And the reason I say this is because we don't have puffy, beautiful clouds like I learned about in third grade anymore. We just have these straight lines and this weird like paintbrush looks almost just like a paintbrush, you know, smeared everything. And then it just becomes this collage in the sky and then it becomes a storm. But, you know, when it comes to what they're putting up there, the White House admitted that they wanted to put sulfur dioxide And all these other chemicals up in the sky to reflect the sun and block the sun, even though they did say that sulfur dioxide could lead to respiratory issues in about 30% of the population. So, you know, when you get into all of this, you start to go, how does any of this make any sense? You know, why is any of this being funded? And why is any of this being done? And it was only done in acts of war before the 1950s, but now it's taking place all across the world. And there's a website, uh, geoengineeringmap.org, where you can see all the weather engineering projects, which are taking place across the world now. And so this is why when you go outside and you're having weird weather and things seem off and you have all these fogs and hazes and all types of weird stuff going on, this is where it connects the dots.
0: I like the fact that you mentioned that it was an act of war prior to the 1950s, because if you if we really think about it, if we want to get real uh, down and dirty with the truth right now, uh, I believe that's what's actually happening now. It's just very covert, right? Like it's we it really is sort of this weird act of something, because I feel like in a way it's like war, but on the people and uh these and also you mentioned the documents like the, the owning the weather that is a public document that you could easily look up i've seen it my, with my own two eyes i mean it's just i think you can look it up under the white the whitehouse.org or whatnot uh, these things are in plain sight uh in terms of looking up it's just that I think people just assume that this stuff is conspiracy and blah, 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 blah. And that there was no such thing as patents back in the early 1900s. And it's just hearsay. But the reality is, is that it's so right in front of our face. It's not even a secret.
1: Well, and I like that you said that because, you know, with this whole green movement, moving to solar panels, if we block out the sun, how are we going to have any energy? Because we have no, the solar panels aren't going to work, you know? And then if you're modifying the weather, then you... The wind panels don't make a lot of sense either, too. You know, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense when you look at that. But, yes, when you look at this, all of this stuff is out there. It's all been presented in front of everybody. And the Weather Modification Act of 1976 was actually put in place because so many people were messing with the weather during the 1970s that it started snowing in Miami. And people started freaking out. They were like, wait, it's what? It's 22, 21 degrees in Miami. There was also another snowstorm which was so crazy in Wyoming that it completely whited out the whole city. And they had to shut the city down because of all of this messing with the climate, you know, let's just see what we do over here. And, you know, maybe we can make it rain over here. And there's another website, weathermodification.com, which you can actually go on and you can list and end list your airplane, sign it up and they will teach you how to start spraying the skies and modifying the weather by you, you know, so there's so much of this, and you start to sit there and go, well, then what's real and what's fake? I, like, what am I actually living in? Am I living in some weird simulation where you're modifying the weather? And then when you tie it back, like, for example, here in Arizona, the energy companies fund these projects. The city council funds these projects. You know, they, they're, they're, they call it, you know, um, cloud seeding and, 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 you know, making precipitation and things like that. And it's like, why are you messing with the weather now? Isn't that going to cause issues and these things? And and you start to follow back and see all these things. And you start to connect the dots and go, this doesn't make any sense. You know, and if you're manipulating our ionosphere, which is what they're doing, and then playing all these games, there can be detrimental results. And with all the hurricanes, especially the one that hit California, I actually showed all the patents of hurricane steering. If you go to Google, you can look up all the hurricane steering, hurricane uh, modification. They run airplanes through it and they can manipulate the hurricane. But before that one hit California, I put up a video. It hit 1.2 million views. And it was interesting because Yahoo News tried to debunk all of it. But we showed, or I showed in, in the video, all the patents, all the research, every single thing And it's like, how is all that fake? This is all, this is from the government. It's not even from, I'm not just making it up. It's straight off the .gov website, you know? So you sit there and go, okay, how many things are actually real or how many events are created to take out insurance policies and make money off the people or manipulate the weather so that people move from certain places? You know, because that's the other thing. When they do certain stuff with this, They can make people move out of certain places like we just saw in California with those big waves. You know, if big waves are coming in, people go, "Ah, maybe I shouldn't live here anymore. You know, so you you start to see that the weather itself can be used as an act of war to make people move or to pull out insurance policies and do a whole bunch of other things.
0: You just pretty much answered the question that I was going to come at you with, which is I mean, we've we've already been talking about it, but there are so many people that you know are going they they have this rebuttal of they're doing it for our good you know like it's because of climate change and this whole you know the green the green new deal and the this and the that um but when you really start to unravel the details it's clearly not that but how how does one approach because i know that there are people listening here that are like i've been trying to tell my friends, family, colleagues, whatever, that this is not normal. And they come back with, no, it's because our climate is changing. So they have to come in and step in and do something. This is our fault. What would you say to that?
1: So the Weather Modification Act of 1979, if you open up that document, and I think you go to page four, you can see the people who are entailed, who are actually changing our weather, the Department of Energy, Department of Defense and Department of Agriculture. You know, all the people who are supposed to be saving us. That's what we're talking about. Those are the people who are supposed to be saving us and pushing that we need to move to these new things and everything else, but they're the ones modifying the weather. And then, you know, if you look at the documentary Franken-skies and you sit down and watch that whole documentary, you'll, you kind of start to piece together these things. And, you know, you have to just follow the money. That's what yeah. I've with all of this. Everything of what I'm talking about, just follow the money, you know, and start to see why these projects are funded. And here's the other thing: Why are these patents allowed to be, you know, published on the internet and also approved? They're weather modification patents. You've got to sit there and think: Why is this allowed to be approved? Shouldn't this be denied? You know, shouldn't it be national security or you know something of what they would say so that this isn't allowed? But if me and you talk about a plant that will heal somebody, that will not get approved but this weather modification patent will get approved so you have these you have all this different stuff and then when we talk about the climate is changing well we see who's changing it we see the agencies who are involved in this we see the city councils we see all of this and it's all documented you know you can go on these websites and it'll say like for example snowfall augmentation taking place in california by the sequoia rainforest since 1951 why have you been augmenting the weather since 1951 what well, you just decided what was wrong with it before the sequoia trees are beautiful all of that area is beautiful you know so you have to sit there and think well what are you doing this for and how does this relate to the climate is changing as we've been told if you are changing the climate
0: it's really a classic case of creating the problem so that they can create the solution i mean that at the end of the day that's really what it is but and, and i'm coming at, at you with two cliche uh sayings right now but it is really also you play stupid games and you really win stupid prizes i mean truly um because that's exactly what's happening and uh there is also this documentary i'm sure you've probably seen it but it's older it's like almost 15 years old what in the world are they spraying And, you know, that was an eye opener for me as well, because they did a segment in that uh, documentary when they were, they were at Mount Shasta and they were testing the, and I want to get into this a little bit, we will, but they were testing the soil, the weather, the water, like all of these things. And they were saying these hikers, this is 15 years ago, back in, gosh, I don't know, maybe 2000, I don't know nine I mean I'm not I'm not really sure but some something around around there and uh these hikers were drinking the water at Mount Shasta and the water was so contaminated from the spray and so there's just so much even in that documentary and these people were saying there was one person who's you know sticks out in my mind he goes uh at what point, he goes, we already know factually speaking that uh, this is incredibly damaging to human health and the human beings and the environment. What more do we need as a society to take this seriously? To actually sit down and go, you know what? What we've been sold is not the truth. And this is going to be a huge problem. It, it, it already is a huge problem in the coming years. This was whatever, whenever this was, you know, 2008, 9, 10, whenever. I can't imagine now. You know, I can't imagine now.
1: Well, and that's why a lot of people are suffering from like heavy metal buildup. You know, yes. they're like, I don't know why I have so many heavy metals in my body. I have all this barium, I have all this aluminum, I have all this cadmium, I have all you know, all these different heavy metals I can't understand. I have all this iron, you know, tons and tons of iron. You can go outside with a magnet, you can put it in your soil, you can see all that iron that's going on too. You got all that rust and decay building up in the body too. But, you know, you you sit there and wonder and you go, well, why do I have all this buildup? Well, that stuff is coming down, you know, and over here you can see it. It sits on top of the mountain. After it's a clear sky and this stuff comes down and whatever it may be, it's like a puff that just sits on top of the mountain. And then that obviously lands down on the people. But in that documentary that you were mentioning, uh, What on Earth Are They Spraying? They actually tested the water and the aluminum levels, I think, were about 10,000 times what they were supposed to be. And the guy was going, this is a big deal. Yes. you know because aluminum can mess with the brain you know it's linked to all these neurological issues it, it it works like an antenna on the body so the body is more receptive to these you know the technologies and and towers and things like that but yeah when it goes down into the soil it messes up all the plants that's kind of why i got into the whole topic of electroculture because i started realizing we can reverse that with copper copper is the counter towards a lot of this stuff that goes up in the sky But when you see these plants, you'll notice that the root systems are all blocked up on the bottom, but the top of the plant is all alive. It looks all green and beautiful, but the roots are all messed up. That's because as that stuff lands, like we were just talking about, it's building up in the roots and blocking up the root system of the plants. So if you think of it, blocking up the root system of the plant, think of what it does to the body. It blocks up the meridian pathways or the ability for things to detox and purge. And that's why salt, can be very healing and pulling things out. You know, and they're always demonizing salt and saying of it's course. dangerous. Of It's right. always the opposite. But you know, when you when you start to see all these things, that documentary is another great one to understand how these things can impact us. The other thing, as we talked about, is that when you do this barrage and you make it cloudy in certain areas where it used to be sunny, people can start to develop that seasonal depres- depression, uh, depressive disorder, you know, mm-hmm. SAD. Because now they're no longer getting those beautiful UV rays, which are very healing. And, you know, there's a great book by uh, Jacob Liberman, Light as Medicine. And he talks about the benefits of UV. He talks about the benefits of sunshine. You know, so when you're doing this too, you're also dimming the earth and dimming the consciousness of the earth. If you have all these crystal blue skies for a month straight, you're very powerful. You're very energetic. You're ready to go. But if you now make everybody cloudy and cold and winter and rain and everything, you're not gonna to wanna to do much anything. You, you hibernate, you know, so this plays a role on many different things. And that's why I like to look at it from many different aspects of color spectrum, our brains, you know, our, our consciousness, the ability to revolt, you know, all of these different things are all in there.
0: You know, it's funny, just a, a little side note before I, I throw more questions at you, but it's, it's a really inter- it's interesting timing that we're having this discussion this week of all weeks because over the last, like seven days, I have been uh, dealing with something that I knew I wasn't quote, unquote, quote, unquote, you know, I say this it, sick, but there was something going on with me. I was feeling, I have been feeling very off specifically in my lymph, in my lymphatic system on the right side. And uh, I, I just intuitively am like, this is an overabundance of toxins. Like I can feel it. Right. And we've had this really lot of spraying going on lately and all this stuff. And so uh just yesterday i was not feeling well i really wasn't feeling well and i went outside and i had to be so careful i mean we talked about this off air i had to be so careful with what i said on my instagram because i've been uh yeah i've been in prison over there but um i said all my stories i said my medicine for today is sitting in the sun because the sun was out at that particular time and they were not really spraying a lot i could tell that they were kind of spraying earlier, maybe the night before. And I just sat in the sun and I thought to myself, I, it's so sad that I can't even really share this on social media because uh, it's not what they want people to know. But uh, long story longer, I go to my holistic doc last night and he's like, let me muscle test you. Let's muscle test you see what's going on. I already knew intuitively. He goes, Vanessa, you're like the majority of people that are coming in. He's in LA right now. They don't have a, they don't have quote unquote viruses. They don't have this. They have an overabundance of toxins in their body. And a lot of it is coming from the air. (laughs) And I was like, I know, (laughs) I'm like, I know. And uh, as soon as I, you know, can kind of clear this a little bit, but it's just so interesting because I kind of already knew, you know, there's probably been some later nights here and there through, through the holiday season and all that, but I was still taking care of myself, but this influx of stuff that they're dropping on us through the holiday season for me to sit here and go that's not affecting me that's crazy especially here in california where it's so heavy
1: well and on that topic too you know you have elon musk and t-mobile testing out new frequencies oh yeah so you have a combination you know when they manipulate these frequencies then it also allows toxins to get into the bloodstream faster that was the whole 2020 thing radiation poisoning you know loss of smell loss of taste dizziness You know loss of hair those are all symptoms of radiation poisoning because of the alterations so if you have that like you just said there's a barrage of toxins coming down then you test a new frequency and those tests are actually taking place in california they're also taking place in new york taking place in florida texas all different spots so you start to have that combination and then people start to experience a symptom maybe a cough or they start having pain and aches and all these things because it's manipulating our Schumann resonance, you know, our 7.83 Hertz of the Earth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's just wild when you get into all of this because, yeah, you start to look at all this and go, we don't need to do any of this. You know, there's no reason for any of this. And then the other thing is, what benefits are we getting from any of this? You know, yeah. making it wintertime and making it cold, you know, and whatever else and, and places in places like, for example, here, where it was normally warm what's that doing i mean other than just messing with nature and aren't we supposed to be saving the planet so how are we saving the planet while messing with the climate it doesn't make a lot of sense because that's going to impact mother earth you know when we're going to cause these imbalances and then like you just said with people then people start to experience these issues too and then it's all of these effects and then they try to now we'll try to turn it into there's an outbreak all over the place you know, and now we got to start covering up and getting boy in the bubble again and all that <laughs> stuff because you guys got to, you know, you can't go out past 8 PM because you know, germs are going to get you at 8.01. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's all going to, they try to do that. And so we have to be aware of, you know, the other side of the agenda while this <laughs> nonsense goes on, you know, so it's, it's important to be aware
0: of Oh stuff. my gosh. I can't, I can't with the whole, like, you can eat outside, but in but in the tent, like in the tented area, you can eat outside. I mean, that's more safe than eating inside the restaurant. And also, you have to put on your mask. Oh, my gosh, don't get me started. To walk to the bathroom. Because yep. that's the only time where the germs are going to jump on you. Gosh. Only at that time. Only they at only, that time. They only yeah. start
1: jumping at that, at right. ag- that exact right. time. And yep. then outside, inside, inside a tent that's outside the restaurant as you walk outside to inside, a lot of silly, you know, a lot of silly things when you think about it.
0: It's so wild. It's so wild. So backing up to, uh, backing up to the, to a little bit more like basic info, really quick. I just want to be super clear for people in case that they're still kind of scratching their head. So when they are um, spraying these chemtrails in the air, what is the primary metals that they are spraying?
1: So you have aluminum, barium. You have cadmium, you have iron, uh, and then you just have a whole plethora of other undisclosed chemicals. It's kind of like fragrance, you know, they don't have to disclose everything. There's 13,000 mm-hmm. different chemicals in there. So same thing with this stuff going up in the air, you know, a lot of different heavy metals. You know, if you're pulling up a heavy metal test and you have tons of heavy metals in you, it can be from what's coming into the air or it could be what's landed on the food. Yes. You know, that lands down on the food, too, you know, and all the farms and these things, too. So that can cause a spike in these metals as well. But it's a lot of different stuff, you know, and sometimes it's different stuff. Sometimes it's a clear, you'll see like a clear spray. You'll see these planes go out and it's clear. That's actually them lowering the UV. And then what will happen is then they'll come out with a heavier dense spray. And then that's what will create the cloud formations. So you can see it's like clockwork, you know, first it'll be all clear sprays and everything for like, let's say two, three weeks. Then all of a sudden you'll see these these heavier, dense, thicker straight lines that start turning into clouds and a storm. But you know, it's 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 a process because what they're doing is they're manipulating everything going up there that's you know by the sun.
0: Yeah. Someone asked me on Instagram, are the people that are flying these planes aware of what's going on?
1: At this point, I mean to be brutally honest, I don't think there's actually people flying those planes. I, I was gonna
0: I was gonna ask that. Actually,
1: yeah, it's some sort of AI or robotic system at this point. I don't I, I don't personally think someone would volunteer to do this job, you know, if they found out what they're doing, unless they believe that they're somehow saving the planet, which I don't know how that can work in, in their mind. But, you know, for when it comes to it, these planes come out like clockwork. You know, I, I, I watch them. I film them all the time, and they come out like clockwork. They appear uh, directly in front of the sun. It's always directly in front of the sun. They also appear directly at sunset and they appear directly at sunrise. You know, all of these very healing full spectrum times. And the other weird one, too, is they also appear at the full moon. They come out and do little crisscrosses and kind of block out the energy of the full moon. So if you notice, even eclipses as well, but if you notice all of these times where that's the highest energy, these planes come out and they're trying to block all of that and lower that frequency. So, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't think anybody is flying around in there. And when I was taking a flight to Houston, I remember I was on the airplane. I had the window open, and I saw this little tiny plane, and I'll never forget it. It was going like three times the speed of my my flight from, you know, Phoenix to Houston, and it was just barraging the air. And it was a smaller one, but it was faster. So then I thought, well, then what's going on? How many different types of airplanes and how many different types of vessels are up there doing this stuff? And then if you are up at that altitude, you know, and you have this, let's say, smaller plane, then you got to think like this could be impacting a person if they were flying all the time, because there's a lot of radiation up there, too. You know, you got a lot of that going on as well, all the EMF and everything. So I don't think personally human. I think more robotic or AI at this point. At least that's mine, because even with Instagram censoring, that's AI as well too, you know, yeah. those algorithms as well. So I kind of look at it, the same thing.
0: I was going to say at least now, cause you know, back then, I'm sure when they were spraying in the past, there were, pe- there were people p- flying the planes. Actually, I saw somebody on a- in a video is probably a couple of years ago, uh, a pilot who came f- to, who came forth and they were actually speaking about it on camera. I don't know where that person is or if they're even alive at this point, but um, sadly, but, le- but the, he was, he was somebody who was flying. And, uh, i would suspect though now it seems more logical that there would not be there would not be people flying but that's kind of just crazy in itself if you think about that i mean well and
1: we we can see what the technology can do nowadays with you know ai and robotics and all these different things i mean yeah. our technology is much more advanced we have had all this technology in 1901 and 1902 and i've shown a lot of books where we already had solar panels in 1908 So, you know, you didn't see solar panels till about 1980s. We had solar panels in 1908, you know. So a lot of the technology that we have has been around for a very long time. A lot of things have just been hidden from us. And that's also part of this stuff that goes up in the air is also to keep our energy low from discovering a lot of our past and seeing all of these things, too, and understanding or connecting up with the stars and reading that and seeing that as a chart. You know, because if you think of everything in the past, everybody used to look at the stars and they would see, okay, this is exactly the time that we're in based on the stars and the fractals and frequencies that are coming from the star. But, you know, they would be able to determine that. Now, if you block all that out, people then are now on technology and have to depend on that. Instead, they're losing that natural instinct or connection to the Earth to determine where, you know, what point we're at. Kind of like when springtime comes and you're like, oh, I know it's spring. You know, all the birds are chirping and everything else. So if you're manipulating all these things, then people start to get confused. And then, like we were talking about, they might start having issues that they never had because now their weather that they were used to having that's, let's say, sunny and beautiful every day is now cloudy and not the same. And then they're starting to go, wait a minute, this is weird. You know, so we have to start piecing it together and look at this. And it's it's definitely an interesting one that's been going on for over about, I would say, 100 years
0: yeah it just seems like it's elevated now like it's definitely in like this escalation mode where it's a lot more than it used to be because as you mentioned earlier when we were kids we didn't really see this stuff as much in these areas even in heavy heavy sprayed areas like california or in arizona we were looking at those beautiful big cumulus clouds and all that stuff and now What's even funnier, speaking of clouds, is that now they're actually like coming out with new clouds to teach everybody about. And it's like, no, people, these are not real clouds. These are not new real clouds. These are fake clouds.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say they tried, they're trying to normalize it.
0: Yes. Um,
1: You know, the Weather Channel. And they're like, oh, this is Columbus Nimbus, whatever. (laughs) And it's like straight lines and waves. And, you know, when you look at those clouds and you see all those waves, that's a sound frequency that hit those clouds. That's why you get the ripple effect, you know, so it's not the actual cloud as a different cloud. It's sound frequency, harp, you know, harp technology beaming up towards. And when they placed out, just so people know in 2020, when they were rolling out all those 25 million to 50 million cell phone towers, you know, those act on altering the weather. The more you put those all over the place. Now you have these little harp stations, And you can manipulate the weather in different places before harp used to be in alaska and they would modify the weather in canada and like basically make it 120 degrees in that one spot in canada all the time but now because of this placement they can now manipulate but like you just said the weather channel is going out of its way because it's bought by ibm it says in the top right uh little corner over there uh ibm company like owned by ibm But they actually go out of their way to try to make people believe that these are new clouds, you know, and then try to teach the new generation that this is, you know, climate change and you guys need to get rid of everything. You gotta get rid of your cars and your fire and everything that you have, get rid of it all. You know, so they're trying to push that. But the good news is of all of this is that I've seen a lot of pushback. I've seen a lot of people and I've done some tests with solutions to clear this stuff out of the skies and also, you know, doing a lot of detoxing to clean out the system. But there are lots of people who are realizing, you know, this is definitely manipulated. And I see it with the younger generation, too, on TikTok. People realize, and that's why they want to ban TikTok and some of these social media platforms so badly, because the truth is coming out so fast on these topics. And now that everybody has a camera, everybody can see how, you know, manipulated things are across the whole entire, you know, realm. And that's, that's kind of where I see it kind of moving
0: from here. Yeah. I like the fact that you said it's, it's, it's almost uncontrollable for them now. Cause I feel like it's happening so fast. Like people are continuing to wake up and post and all of that. It's like, we really do need to see the silver lining. But, uh, I, I feel like, you know, the, the, the powers that be behind the internet and social media, they probably weren't ready. They probably weren't ready for people because we really have taken what I think is sort of like this devilish thing. And we've sort of been able to use it, uh, to help, Create change, you know, which has been really nice. I like the fact that you started speaking about HARP. For those people that are really unfamiliar with HARP, can you explain what HARP is?
1: So, HARP is a just think of an antenna, think of multiple antennas, think of like a, a television antenna, but like thousands of them, all implanted into the ground, sending up a sound frequency into the ionosphere to manipulate the weather and the climate as a whole. So what can do what they do is it's a very powerful source of energy fired up into the ionosphere which manipulates the ionosphere and can cause breakage and and static and everything else. And then they can now manipulate the weather in different places. And this is kind of how HARP works, you know, and they, they were doing a lot of testing up in Alaska and they said that they dismantled it. They don't use it anymore. But this was also the military using it. They were using it to manipulate the weather. You know and this dates back to even when you go into vietnam when they were manipulating the weather to cause monsoons and tried to flood people out you know with those things as well so you know when you get into harp it's something that people should look into because this is another one that you can be aware of but there's lots of different projects with these things they're like all different devices and they're all they use sound frequency this is how they manipulate a hurricane too they have all these little ground base antennas down on the ground and they fire a signal at that hurricane and they can manipulate the direction in which the hurricane can go. They can slow them down, they can speed them up. You know, and and we've seen a lot of anomalies where like, for example, there was that hurricane in Florida where it just sat on top of Florida for like four days straight. And that's because they're manipulating the currents. Think of your weather currents and, and just, you can go to Zoom Earth and look at it. Zoom Earth and look at the currents and all the different directions that they flow now. Everybody used to say like, oh, my, my, my wind would go east to west, you know, all the time or whatever it may be. Now you've got currents going all different directions and storms coming in, you know, diagonals and things like that. That's what Harp is doing, you know, and that's part of the military technology that's being used with this. And there's a, a, there's a, there's a book on it by Elena Freeland, which people can look into all of her work. Elena Freeland has three books on here that all go into all of the things of what they're doing to our ionosphere and how they're weaponizing it and manipulating it and then causing a lot of the issues in which people are facing with these storms and floods and hurricanes and snowstorms and all different types of things
0: yeah. It's like, it's coming. I think it's just, it's so much bigger It's it, than we, I think, just think like we look at the, we look at the tangible, right? Like, Oh, look at the plane, right? Like, look at the plane spraying the, spraying the, um, the quote unquote clouds. But what we don't really realize is that there's this whole system and all of these pieces are working simultaneously to create some sort of uh, conclusive, you know, thing that they want to achieve. Uh, and yeah, I have to say that the more that we live I think the more that we're going to see these weird anomalies these things that are happening like Florida and you know I my heart still breaks I think about them all the time the stuff that happened in Hawaii I cannot sit here and you know just rationalize it up to oh well, it's just a freak thing like I don't think that that was just a freak thing and just intuitively um again I don't know everything but it just seems like with so much um, with with their hands and so many aspects of the weather how can something like that just be totally natural
1: well and on that topic because I I covered that topic a lot you know that, that hurricane that was by Hawaii was 600 miles away from Hawaii when all of those things took place that is the distance from North Carolina to Miami so you have to ask how a hurricane that hits Miami impacts North Carolina at the same time, you know, and that was a lot of manipulation of static fields. That's similar to what happened on nine 11, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of weird things and a lot of weird anomalies happened on that time where cars were like stuck in buildings and people were actually stuck in buildings and all these different things. So when they're manipulating these static fields and they're manipulating the weather, a lot of other weird things happen with that. But yes, when you look into all of that it was not it was not what it seems you know and a lot of the stuff is is crazy when you get into it and and a lot of the stuff was all presented by the government before that you know they put all these things in place and said that they wanted to take that land and turn it into like an ai smart city and all these different things so you start to connect the dots and these things and you start to put those together but yes there's so many times in which when you see an event whatever whether it may be related Just kind of ask yourself instinctively, because you'll know, does that feel natural? Or look up into the sky, look at the clouds, look at what's going on, look at how a cloud follows the sun, but the whole rest of the sky is blue at the same time. You know, you have to just start looking at that and go, does any of that seem natural? And to take it a step further, you had in the 1980s, California had the worst smog ever, and they didn't know what to do. They were blaming it on the cars, and they were saying the cars were doing it. And it was the car's fault. Then they blamed it on hairspray, I think they said. That was like <laughs> a hole in the ozone layer and whatever else. You know, that was the other one. But, you know, it's interesting that there was a fellow named Trevor James Constable. And he worked with etheric weather engineering. And he what he did was he built all these devices made out of cones. And he actually put them on a boat. And he worked for the U.S. Navy. And he actually cleared up all the smog. He cleared up everything. Trevor James Constable was actually the solution to all the weather modification that was taking place in the 1980s. And he cleared it all up and he goes, look, we could could have beautiful weather and beautiful skies if we just do these different things. His book is called Loom of the Future. And I highly recommend everybody look into that book. But he shows all his different devices, which connect to Wilhelm Reich and the Cloudbusters and all of the different devices, which were used in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s to actually counter all of this stuff. You know, so when people want to look into what can I do, because a lot of this can put us in this state of like, oh, my gosh, you know, what's what's going on? There are solutions. People can build things to actually fix things. The other thing, too, is people should stop using the weather app. And the reason I say that is because when you use the weather app, you're projecting your mind or you into the ether of what the weather is going to be. Think about it all the time. You go, oh, tomorrow's going to be cloudy. Well, now if 1 million people say tomorrow is going to be cloudy, you actually create that reality. And if we tie it back to these planes, which are working on a frequency of seeing whatever the person is doing, of maybe let's say, oh, 1 million people opened up the app and they saw that it's going to be cloudy. Tomorrow it's going to be cloudy.
0: Wow. You have
1: to think of it on a frequency spectrum, too, of some parts that we don't pay attention to. And how about this? Let's take it one step further. You have stoves that have weather on it now. You're like cooking your food, and it says like the, the forecasts, like,
0: yeah, or refrigerators. Yeah, wh- yeah. why? Yeah.
1: Why you're, you're cooking? It doesn't make any sense. Who cares what it is outside? <laughs> it doesn't, but now that's broadcasting. And if they know, which they do, that we are antennas and we broadcast our reality and we create our reality and we manifest our reality, then if we put that out there, as soon as we see that, oh, tomorrow's gonna be cloudy, well, it's gonna be cloudy. And the system works like that. So think of this system as analyzing our data. That's what those social media platforms are doing too. That's why they're trying to censor and, you know, put us in in prison for talking about the truth. But they understand that that's uplifting the frequency. So same thing with this. People can look into the work of Trevor James Constable and then Wilhelm Reich and all of their different types of technologies. And then you can can dabble it into electroculture as well. But there's so much that also people can be doing. And it's about creating their mind into bringing positivity as well. Because when you move into a shifting of like, ah, it's gonna be winter and cloudy, it will be winter and cloudy. But then there's those days where you're like, man, if only it was sunny today. And then all of a sudden it's sunny, you know? So you can see what we also have the power to do without realizing it, because we think that our power is taken away.
0: This is, a, this is a topic right here. And, you know, I just want to go out and say really quick that there's a lot of people, I would as- assume, I mean, I've done some shows, specifically, actually, I did an Infopathy show uh, not too long ago with imprinting water and, uh, you know, PEMF and stuff like that with Anton from Infopathy but I think that there are people that just hear something like that and go that's insane like that is so woo woo that's so out there new age but here's what I want to say and I think that you will absolutely confirm it is that this is very science-based this when we're talking about frequency we're not talking about like woo woo this and that and the other we we are living in the in frequency everything has a frequency and I mean if if that wasn't true then why would we be uh skeptical or nervous about EMFs you know that's a a frequency that maybe isn't so good for us and so um if you want or if you could can you just speak a little bit more to just frequency in general and how it's actually not just some out there conspiracy thing that people discuss that it is there's so much basis to this
1: so there's a great person. Her name is Sabrina Wallace, and she was talking about how people can tap into with technology. They can tap into your aura and how the aura was deemed woo woo and pseudoscience and quackery, yeah. all because when the Rockefellers took over the, the educational system, those terms became popular. Anybody who went against the truth, they would use those terms. You know, they would call this pseudoscience and quackery and woo woo and all of those things, because in reality, we are connected to the ether. You know, the ether or the energy that's all around us, the ether was removed off of the periodic table in 1908. So after that time, it all became woo-woo and quackery to talk about the ether or this energy that's the fifth element that's all around us. Perfect example, you walk into a room and you feel kind of odd and all of a sudden your hair stands up and everything and you get goosebumps. That's you picking up on the energy of the room and the energy that's all around you. It's not woo-woo. It had just happened. It's physical. Yep. So, you know, when we get into this, we have to kind of tap back into what we did as a kid. You know, as a kid, you would pick up on something. You'd walk into a place and ah, it kind of feels weird, you know, or at different energies of places. But, you know, when you get into water, like you were just saying, Dr. Emoto, when he was talking to water and saying, I love you to water, the water would structure itself and become a beautiful snowflake. When he would say bad words to the water, it would become almost like applesauce, almost kind of all compressed. You know, so everything is energy. The book, The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Fisterberg is a heavy one for people to go into, yeah. but it goes into more about energy and frequency, you know, and everything is light. Everything is energy and it's all around us. But we're not taught about these topics so that we remain in the dark so that if these things are presented... We sound like conspiracy theorists, as they would tell us, you know, and whatever. But it's like, in reality, you really start to look at it and go, all of this, all of this has been around for a very long time. And like you said, there is science behind all that. It's just people are picking and choosing the science in which they want to use to tell you the narrative in which they want to tell you.
0: Amen. Because it's much
1: easier to keep people in, in fear and keep them controlled and keep them in this in scarcity mindset that everything is running out and relating it to water too because this whole weather nonsense is where they start to try to tell us we're running out of water. We're not getting any rainwater anymore. Now here's where we take it a step further. <laughs> we go to the book New Water for a Thirsty World which talks about how we're never running out of water. Water is unlimited. We can also move to the PrimaryWaterInstitute.org which is actually based out of California where they learn that there's unlimited water underneath our feet. That's why when Lake Elsinore was actually running dry, they hired dowsers who are using and picking up on the frequency or vibration of water to find water, and they refilled Lake Elsinore with unlimited water. That's why it's filled today. So, you know, with all of this, you start to see, hmm, dowsing. That sounds woo-woo or witchery. Why? Because it separates the person from the kingdom. It gives them independence. They're picking up on the oscillations of the earth or the oscillations of materials. And it's funny because big oil and big electric, they, they hire dowsers. So if all of this is pseudoscience and woo-woo, why are the two largest companies or corporations in the world doing that? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And then same, the people who make all those little pills that they try to poison everything, everybody with, they actually hire dowsers so they can find water unlimited to make their pills. And what most people don't know is they take that water, turn it to deionized water which is water without the ionization and it becomes toxic so when you start to follow all the science and you start to go back and you start to see you see all these huge corporations are doing all of this but me and you talking about these topics is a conspiracy
0: yep yep they're using the quote unquote conspiracies to control us and then telling us that those conspiracies don't exist essentially hundred yes. percent. yeah that's i mean it's like in and, and the more you see it the more you you can't unsee it once you start. And it's not about, I say this all the time here and on Instagram. It's not about, um, and you do, you, you are a perfect example of this obsessing over it and freaking out about it and all that. It's not about that because that's actually what they want. They want you in a state of fear. Um, and that's not good either, you know, but it's so important to be able to, recognize, have the awareness, come to terms with the reality that what we've been taught is not what is, and then be able to turn it around, to flip it on its side, right? And be like, okay, what can we do? Like, what can we do? Because we're not, we are not given the spirit of fear. Okay. We have sound mind. We can make our own decisions and what they're telling us, which is you don't have a lot of control and you're going to have less control in the future and you're going to be happy about it. That's not what we're going to do. You know, that's not what we're going to do. We're not here for it. Um, so before we kind of go into like more of the solutions based portion, is there anything else that you want to say about how, uh, the back to geoengineering and just chemtrails? do you want to, do you want to say anything else about how it, how it's affecting human health or, um, how it's affecting anything right from soil, farm animals, um, wildlife. I mean, is there anything else that you want to touch on before we move?
1: So when you get into that you can look into the heavy metal toxicity that we talked about you know and maybe if someone's suffering or their animals are suffering you know because little animals they they absorb all this stuff too it's just like pesticides yeah. you know when they spray pesticides all over the place but yeah it all of the kind of the things that we covered you know you hit a little bit of everything in there but there's just a lot that people need to dig into and like you said you don't have to remain in fear you know I, I've, I've learned that the fear is just to control you i mean i went down so many rabbit holes of, you know, lizards are going to eat us and all kinds of stuff and whatever else. That doesn't get you anywhere. You know, it it just drives you crazy. And we have to keep moving forward, and we have to keep creating solutions. And what I learned is, is the more we implement these things and the more we create awareness, the more that the truth will just keep coming out. And the thing is, is like you just said, they're doing so much to broadcast to try to do the opposite. But humans, we don't tolerate any of that. We actually do the opposite of what we're told, just (laughs) like at school so you know that's what's going on and I just see that happening more and more and the more now that these topics get censored the more people want to learn about them because now it's like well why are you censoring all of this information why are you censoring the opposite side so much why can't we just see the opposite side and and kind of make a judgment based on that and that's kind of what it happened with me you know back in 2015 2016 I was in Chicago and there was this weird storm that came. It was a green sky. I've never seen Chicago have a green sky before. And they had this storm called the derecho. And I was like, what is a derecho? I've never heard of derecho. I'm like, I'm looking at the weather for whatever. And all of a sudden this huge storm comes in. It just like floods everything. And then it's crystal blue skies again. And I was like, and so I looked at the radar and it was just this like, looked like a, a circle that just went through the city and then just disappeared. And I thought, that was the weirdest thing ever. You know, I've never seen any of that. That day, I kind of started going into, you know, looking into different topics and things. But I was like, that day kind of opened my eyes to go, this doesn't make any sense. You know, and I've never seen something. And then what started to become was an occurrence of derechos in 2017, 2018, 2019. They're trying to normalize it. So this is a perfect example of all the stuff we're talking about where, There's a weird anomaly, like you have hail in a place that you've never seen before. And then all of a sudden, it starts to become an occurrence and they try to normalize it. So people need to look at events and things that occur, like a hurricane in California that has never happened before. And will there then be more hurricanes in California and they will deem it as climate change? You know, it's just things to kind of look at and just little pieces to kind of put together with the mind and just ask questions.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you just mentioned hail because about two weeks ago here in Southern California, we, we were, we had a little bit of rain. It was, you know, it was a day after a couple days of fairly heavy spring and we had a little bit of rain and it wasn't super cold. It wasn't super cold outside. Uh, it was, you know, probably I would say in the sixties, if I had to guess, uh, you know, not warm, but not cold. And all of a sudden I heard this sound and my dogs started to freak out and I look outside and it is blasting hail, blasting hail. And I'm like, this does not make any sense at all. How in the world is it hailing? Doesn't it usually only hail when it's really cold outside here, like in the thirties. Uh, and here we were, and I mean, it was, it was legit. I had a whole entire blanket of hail in my backyard. This was like two weeks ago, right around, right before Christmas time. And I just, you know, those are the kind of instances where I just stood back, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. And I just go, hmm, that's interesting you know, just just interesting. I mean, look, I'm privy to this stuff already. But for those listening, I think it's just important to maybe just open your mind a little bit, you know, like start to notice these really unique things that are going on. Um, they're, they're not coincidences. They're not just like, eh, oh, okay, well, it happened. I'm just gonna bury my head in the sand. No, I mean, it's really something to take note of, again, not in a fear based way, but just in, in a okay, I'm noticing it, I'm observing it type of a way.
1: Well, and like you just said with that too, is if you see that the city councils are funding this, <laughs> but then if you give the city council money, then are they funding to continue to do this? Right. Does that make any sense that the money that the money that's going towards the city council is actually doing? I thought it's supposed to help the people, you know? So you sit there and go, hmm, it doesn't seem too logical, no. you know? And like you just said, that's a perfect example of things that just don't make any sense. And that's the best way to do it. You know, look at the skies, look at how you look at your your land, look at where you are and start asking questions and then just kind of look at the weather and just kind of sit there and go, hmm, and then kind of look for how much they will advocate the word climate change, because that's what they do. They push that word heavy, heavy. When the when the climate was warming, it was climate warming. Then there's climate cooling, you know, and they've changed the term. Now it's just climate change because it was doing everything and they didn't know what to call it anymore. But you know that's that's another thing. You know that's another, It's it's ploys, and I've even shown this with light bulbs on the climate change thing. The oldest, long-standing light bulb on the planet is an incandescent. It's actually in California. It's the Centennial light bulb. It's been burning for 110 years. It only uses four watts of energy. So why do we need LEDs, which are linked to blindness and radio frequencies and poisoning our home? It doesn't make any sense. We have already had the technology. So that's why I say there's so many, you know, blocks or cuts in this narrative in which we're being pushed. Because when you look at it, we already had everything. And we also had electric vehicles in 1888. Why did they not come back till the 1990s? You know, we had them back then. Rockefellers took over and they had to get rid of that. You know, so you start to see all of this and you have to look at these things and go, if I look at the past, none of this future (laughs) makes any sense. And we have to ask questions. And if we don't create awareness, we will keep repeating ourselves. And that's why my whole mission has been since 2020 is to not keep repeating because it's just, there always are ways to fix things and we have to keep moving forward. Otherwise we'll just keep going in the same perpetual loop and not understand how we got here.
0: Yeah, exactly. It really is. I think that people assume, you know, I think there's a portion of the public that assumes that it's just easier to just put it out of their mind and to live status quo and go day to day to day but i think the long-term effect of that is going to be worse yes it might take a little bit of a switch of the mind or you know it might it might be hard on it like we were talking about off air a little bit hard on the ego even to like you know kind of come to terms with some of the stuff that you know we might be we we are faced with a lot when we start to wake up to the realities of the world and that can hurt it can kind of shatters like you said it's like a bubble burst you know it shatters the reality in which we've been living in and sometimes that's a process to unwind and unravel but i think the long-term benefit of coming to terms with it and then being able to really put in place some solutions to help that's going to be so much better for us in the long run it's not a you know yes of course life is crazy everyone's exhausted everyone's tired everyone's running ragged there's so much stress, the news, blah, 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 blah. I can see the whole, I just want to put my, my head in the sand. You know, I just, I'm over it. I'm over it. But where is I going to get you in 20, 30 years? Where's I going to get your kids in 20, 30, 40 years? I think that there has to be this balance, which we're going to get into right now, this balance of, okay, I'm going to just put all of the other stuff aside. I'm going to just face what I want to, what, what, you know, let's, let's come to terms with some realities and then let's focus on some solutions, you know?
1: So with that, you know, when we move into solutions, because there are solutions, you know, you can detox your body and there's a lot of things like we talked about with the weather engineering devices people can create. But first getting into the body, because I think that's important. You know, people can look into eating an all organic diet. I would say that's number one. You have the lowest amount of pesticides, you have the lowest amount of heavy metals, you have the most amount of nutrients. You know, the last study done on organic was done on 1992 showing that organic foods yield 100 times more minerals than conventional foods. You know, there hasn't been a study since, and I wonder why, you know, when you look at that. But organic foods play a very big role that helped heal me. There's a great documentary called GMOs Revealed. It's 22 hours long, and it has so much information about, you know, GMOs and pesticides. But cleaning up your food is number one. Whatever you're bringing into your body is crucial. You want to bring the highest quality nutrients into your body. Next, you want to focus on cleaning up your water, whatever water you have coming into your house. You can drill a primary water well if you want, and that goes about 650 feet below. That'll tap into the fresh new water that's unlimited underneath our feet, doesn't have any chemicals, doesn't have anything in there. Or you can get yourself a distiller or a reverse osmosis filter, and you can filter your water throughout your house. Because think of your body as 80% water. So whatever you put onto your skin, or whatever that's coming into your home is absorbing into every pore and every piece of every molecule of water in your body. So filtering your water is very crucial. And like we talked about with the stuff that comes down, it can fall into the water here in Arizona. They have the canal. It's all open water and all those things fall in there and pesticides and everything else. And the water is just horrendous. You can smell it from a mile away, you know, so and it it doesn't have to be that way either because we don't need to be doing things like that. But Water is another one. Next, I would say doing a lot of time connecting with nature, barefoot grounding, so you can restore your electrical charge. Sitting out in the sun is very crucial. You know, being connected to the nature, touching nature. Nature needs love too. You know, you need to go out and touch trees and put your hands on them. You know, we used to climb them as kids and be all part of nature. There's a balance there. That's why a lot of trees are also not doing well, because nobody's spending any time with them. You know, you think of like walnut trees and Uh, you know apple trees and things that are you know not doing so well they're not getting any love there's no energy exchange you know we're always exchanging energy Marcel Vogel showed all of this with the talking to plants and how we can actually communicate with plants but he's a great one to go into but then so spending time in nature next you can move into detoxing pulling things out of your body you know you can look at things like shiljot which is high in fulvic acid to help pull things out of the body also bring minerals back into the body you can look into things like dragon's blood we have on our website as well. It also cleans out the blood, gets the uh, the antioxidants back into the system to start repairing. You can look into things like bentonite clay and all different types of clays to pull things out of the body. You can look into baking soda and, and just sea salt and doing sea salt cleanses. You can look into enemas, doing organic enemas with organic coffee to cleanse out the intestinal line because you might have stuff sitting in there for 30 years that you didn't know that was still sitting there. You know, that's another one too. Um, You know, and then the next ones you can do is, you know, removing unwanted frequencies from your home. And this one doesn't even relate to the weather, but this also relates to allowing toxins to penetrate deeper into the body and cross the blood-brain barrier. So getting rid of Wi-Fi and hardwiring your devices and using a hardwire, like right now I have just the Ethernet cord connected to my device, and to any other things that I need to use just to get rid of the Wi-Fi because that's pinging a frequency, which is allowing toxins to get into the cells deeper. You know, so it's one that's not really on there, but it should be done as well. Next you can move into your lights. You know, you can get rid of led lights, move to incandescence and halogens or even candles as well so that you have more natural light spectrum because light plays a big role. If you have all these blocked out, you know, the blocked out sun and you have all this blue light, coming from all these LEDs and fluorescence. Now you have no red, you have no purple, you have no orange, you have no yellow. So you start missing all those color spectrums and then your health can decline just based on that too. So, you know, light plays a big role. And then the last one I would say, you know, that goes with just elevating your health to the fullest, you know, is either growing your own food. So you know where your food is coming from and you're very connected to the energy that's coming from that. So you can have the highest source or, your clothes, making sure that they're natural fibers, such as linen, such as wool, such as cashmere, hemp, all of those things. Because if you wear your clothes for eight hours a day, you know, there's a frequency coming off of that. And that's why the Royals used to wear linen because it didn't gather static and it was very healing for the cells. All the light that comes off of linen is very healing. And if we're missing light in the sky, your clothes can make up for it. So, you know, there's a lot of things in which a person can do and now, like I said, you can look into the work of Trevor James Constable and Wilhelm Reich as well. But, you know, there's a lot of things people can do on their own to help elevate their health. Because, like I said, they're going to broadcast all kinds of craziness and whatever else. But in reality, I always just look outside of nature and go, it's absolutely beautiful and the chipmunks are happy. You know, they're <laughs> never bothered at any of this. So you also have to have that mentality sometimes and go with nature and be a part of nature instead of just being consumed in the chaos, which is attempting to harness our energy all the time. When in reality, it's not as crazy as it seems. And even on a cloudy day, it's just a cloudy day. You know, that's what I've learned to see.
0: I love all those. I love all those few things to say is I think that it is so powerful, that last point it's so powerful because i feel like there's so many people i just i talk to them in dms you know who just feel defeated you know look at what they're doing to us look at what's happening like how i'm so over it i just want to i want to move but i don't know where to move because it seems like it's happening everywhere you know and not just with chemtrails but with a lot of things and i think that uh the frequency that we carry is so important and it is it you look I love social media because it can be so helpful, but it can also be super doom and gloom. And there are so much information about like the scary stuff that it can be so overwhelming and start to change the frequency that you're projecting because you're starting to get worried. You're starting to get scared. And so it sounds crazy and silly, but it's, it's not, it's actually super effective. If you just start to change your mindset, a little bit, I think that is very helpful. Um, I think that y- the point that you made about the hardwiring of devices, that's something that I'm having in my, <laughs> that I, the conversation that I'm having in my household right now, because we don't, we are not hardwired here. And um, there is a couple different reasons for that, but that's the plan. That's the the plan long-term. Um, hopefully sooner than later, there's a couple of roadblocks. Uh, but I think that it can be so helpful because again, it is playing into how we effectively can detox. And um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, what if there were someone that says, okay, well, yeah, you're telling me to eat organic food, but isn't the stuff being sprayed? Like, what about this, isn't it falling? Like all the stuff that's coming from the air, isn't it falling on the organic food too? What would you say to that?
1: Well, I mean, when you, there is a lot of stuff happening with our with our food and everything else, but there are ways to also, you know, to clean the food. You can use like baking soda and you okay. can do different things and everything else to wipe things off be surprised. There's a counter to everything and I think that sometimes the organic route gets a bad rep because there's billions of dollars going against going against the natural way. That's kind of how I see it. So you know as much as people go well if I don't change my health then think of this if you don't eat organic you're not elevating your frequency. So then you remain in this lower frequency where what can I do because you didn't take the first step. So every step makes a difference. And that's why I tell people just take one step at a time yeah. and tra- start changing one thing at a time. Once you change that, you'll see how you feel and then you can help change everybody else. But if we stay in this, you know, mentality where we're helpless and we, 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 we just can't do anything. And what should I do? That's what they want us to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what 2020 was. They wanted everybody to shut down their businesses. And like we said, not go out past 8 p.m. You know, so when you look at that, you have to take a stand. And every one action makes a big difference. And the the perfect example, which I will just go with, was when I got into electroculture and it was just, you know, a couple people talked about it and whatever else, gardening at the one time was like, you know, people growing their own food was like 100,000 searches per month in 2020. 2021, it moved to 200,000 searches per month. 2023, it moved to a million searches people searching per month. 2024, it'll probably be like four million per month. And it started with, I just talked about one video about electroculture and just trying it. People started doing it all across the world. It was nuts to watch this just absolutely grow. And it's just remarkable what one person can do. And it made me realize that just if one person does one thing, you can orchestrate all these other beautiful things to happen, but it starts with taking the first step, which was me just taking a piece of wood and copper and putting it in my moringa plant and saying, ah, I'll just give it a shot give it a shot. So we have to think of these things as the same step as, well, why don't I try organic for a month and see how I feel? Yeah. And then go from there. And then why don't I have my friends and family try that for a month and see how they feel? And then why don't I have, you know, the whole school that I'm teaching for the classroom bring in organic food and just give them some snacks throughout the you know the day and do something like that? see how much that changes because once you go that's what i've realized once you go to this side you don't want to go back to being poisoned anymore and you don't want to lose your essence you don't want to be controlled you know and that's the part of where i learned all of this is this is creating independence you're taking back your power and you're taking back your independence so that you're not dependent on all the nonsense You have your own food, you have your own water, and energy is really easy, but we won't talk about that today. (laughs) You know, you have those two already, the third one is a really simple one to get to. Now you don't need anybody to tell you what to do for anything. It's amazing. So you know, it takes one step, and the biggest thing is taking that step. It's kind of like, you know, pulling off the bandaid and just going to try it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That was really well explained. and. You know, for those listening that are sitting there going, oh, well, I just, you know, it's so hard today and and I have such a, a strict budget and I have, you know, children and blah, blah, blah. I think, and I am sure Matt would agree, um, you just do the best that you can with what you have in the, in the season that you're in. That's, that's all the, that's all you can do, right? Because stressing about the fact that you couldn't buy a hundred percent organic at the grocery store that day is going to be more toxic to you than the food that's not organic. So I think it's just doing what you can. If you can only do the, you know, the, the dirty dozen or whatever it is and you start there and then maybe you can reprioritize some things in your life. or Maybe you can, you know, look at your budget, try to figure things out so that you can move towards uh, a goal that you have, but it's not about stressing out about not being able to do everything. Small steps are still steps and that's what he's saying. I mean, right. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, if you want to build anything. You have to start with the first block. Yeah. You can't yeah. just put it all together instantly. It takes some time. So that's why I say just take it step by step. You know, and all the information in which is presented in this podcast, just go through, take your time, you know, research it. You don't have to learn it all tomorrow and just do it one step at a time. You know, and that's that's how my journey's been. And it's still changing. It's always evolving. I'm like, oh, you know, I thought I knew that. and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that at all. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you just that's how it goes. And that's how learning is. You know, and we should be thirsty to learn and really take in new information because that's what our minds meant to do. It's not meant to go through the same monotonous thing over and over again so you know yeah just like you said one step at a time whatever a person can do and move from there but that makes a monumental change because if one person like i said says something and a thousand people do it now a thousand people tell everybody else and this is where we are now in the truth movement of 2024 as of today but that's where we are now because you have millions of people speaking the truth now versus it used to be one or two that's how we create change as a whole.
0: Yeah, and it is happening. And I think that we should focus on that because it is really hard to get stuck in that sort of turbulent hurricane of nobody gets it, nobody understands, nobody sees it, everyone's naive. My fa- my family doesn't understand it and I get it, right? Like I understand that cycle. I totally understand because sometimes it feels that way. But I think that there are more people that are starting to get it or get it to some degree or get it a lot than we think i think that it is changing more than we assume and they just don't want us to know that that is the case
1: 100 percent. i mean i see it on social media every single day you know i used to post something about related to this topic and it would get a lot of oh why are you talking about that that's fake whatever else now you post about this topic and it's a completely different story you know and people are like well yeah this doesn't add up you know or even when i was talking about the moon you know, people are like, there is a lot of weird stuff happening with the moon that I see all across, you know, the, all across the country. So, you know, people are really starting to realize. And that's why, like I said, they're trying to put a lot of halts on social media and us communicating because so many people are like, I'm over it, you know. And I'm going to do everything in my in my power to make sure that I can take care of my my friends, my family, and my kids. Yeah, And that's what we're going to keep seeing as we move forward into 2024.
0: Yeah. Just don't stop friends. Don't stop posting. Don't stop asking questions. You know, that's what they want. You they want, I mean, I'm not saying stay on social media or stay in, you know, in technology 24 hours a day, but that's what they want. They want you to, to not know, you know, and so it's just important. It's so important to, I think, just have a balance, you know, I mean, yes, like we've been saying, find it, find the info, create the awareness, create the, or excuse me, create the steps, whatever steps you can, and then also just live your life like live your life. Like, don't worry. 100% of the time. I mean, it is frustrating. Trust me, this is me. Seriously, I have to say, out the door at 630 or seven o'clock in the morning with the two dogs, step outside, look up. That's the first thing I do. When I see it, I literally have to stop trying to cuss, like as I'm walking out the door, because I'm just so irritated, right? I'm like, I, I I just want I want to punch the wall, you know, as I'm moving out through to the street, and it, it drives me crazy because I'm seeing the stripes. Uh, but then I just reel it in, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Look, I can't do anything about it in this moment, but I am doing a lot in my life that um, can be productive, you know, and and help me through the stuff that I cannot control. You know, it's just, but it is hard, and I understand it. Speaking of, this is just off the cuff, really quick. I forgot to ask you this. Um, Somebody asked me on Instagram, would it, would it be helpful to just avoid the outside when you see the spraying happen? What would you say to that question?
1: <sighs> this can be a psychological experiment at some times. Like imagine that these clouds didn't have any toxins in them at all, and it was just an illusion to mess mm. with your mind.
0: Mm. I, I, I'm
1: just saying that as just another side to look at it. I okay. want you to conform to staying inside. Mm, mm. So that's why I say that so I think that it's important that you know to be outside nature yeah. nature heals everything like I've learned every book I've read people just spend time in nature and they're fixed like <laughs> just <what> it <laughs> down to. so it seems like to me you know not even like even today right it's a little cloudy I still worked out outside you know I still was outside I, I did my breath work I did all the things that I normally do with my workout I mean, my day continues, you know, yeah. and if, if I was told to stay inside or control to that, then I would be putting more, the, these fake clouds would be putting more control over me than I'm allowing control over myself, I guess, like a lot of the vice versa. So, you know, when I look at it, it is what it is. I'm going to keep doing on my day. I'm going to keep focusing, like you said, on my house. I'm going to focus on my terrain, my, my, my land, whatever I can do. And I'm going to keep moving and then I will keep figuring out different solutions. And that's what we'll do, but a lot of it can, yes, trying to contain you into staying indoors and like, don't even go outside. But I don't think it's as extreme as that. Mm -hmm. If it was, we would, it's like the germ thing we would be gone long ago.
0: That's you know. true. That's true. I like that answer a lot. I do, because I think it can be disconcerting when you're, when you're outside and you're like, okay, I know this isn't good. I know, I know that this stuff, I know these have heavy metals. I don't even know how long it takes for them to fall. It's probably a, quite a, a while, but I know it's not good. But I, you know, again, there's like this temptation to get to that or to go towards the fear and be like, Oh, maybe I should go inside. You know, like I actually have pulled my dogs inside before because they were, it was so heavy. Um, for you know, a few days, there's been a couple of days where I'm like, okay, let's come on in. You know, I'm not really sure about this, but like, I don't want to live that way, and I don't think others do either. So, I really like that answer, and I think the power of the mind is, um, is <laughs> powerful, <laughs> lack of better terminology. Yeah, so okay. Let's see. Is there anything else uh, before we tie up here that you want to say? Just not just chemtrails or geoengineering or anything like that, but just anything in general that you would like to leave our friends with?
1: I mean, I would just say there's always solutions and to remove the fear, you know, because the fear is being broadcast 24-7, 365, 99% of the day. You know, even with the weather, like there's a a reporter standing in front of a storm and pretending it's 120 mile an hour winds when in (laughs) reality it's like two mile an hour winds and the guy walks behind it.
0: I saw that video.
1: Yeah, they're always always broadcasting this nonsense, you know, all the time. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt and do the best that you can and try to also then take care of your family, your friends, and your loved ones. And, you know, with this information that you now have, you know, help educate others who want to learn. When it's their path and their time, they will want to learn these things. And it's continuing; it's happening more and more. But other than that, you know, I just take it as another day, and they're just trying to get rid of our tan. That's kind of what it,
0: what it comes down to. <laughs> well, I don't really have a tan for them to get rid of. I probably could use one, but you know, you've got a you've got you've got a lot nicer of a tan than me. Um, that's amazing. Well, first of all before you know before i thank you a thousand times i know that you know you have so much information i have i mean truth i've been following you probably for about three years uh i've learned a lot from uh everything that you share my most i'm mostly on instagram but i know that you're on other avenues as well oh i have watched you on youtube Uh, but tell tell everybody where they can find you if they want to look into more resources what you have to offer etc and we can put all of this in the show notes as well
1: of course so they can find us on dot com. we have a website with a blog and a whole bunch of information on there you we also have a youtube and rumble channel on there, cultivate elevate and a lot of the things that we talked about that's all on there and then an instagram and telegram channel so telegram is really nice because there's no censorship and i run the channel so i don't have to worry about anything you know of censorship whatsoever but i try to put my information everywhere because back in about 2020 2021 I was deleted for showing all the ads on Instagram of them trying to tell everybody to take, you know, the poisons and put them in their arms and whatever. And I put together all the collages of all the advertisements stacked into a video and DDT is good for me. And all of those that, that didn't go really well. It shared about 10,000 times in about the first two minutes, but then instantly they deleted the page. So after that day, I decided I'm going to be everywhere. You know, I'm gonna try to put the information out there everywhere and I hope that it can help resonate with somebody and I hope that it can help heal them. And because when I didn't have answers to my health ailments, you know, from the professionals that I talked to, I figured it out myself. And it's, you know, part of what I think we all need to do. We have to take care of our body, our temple, and just kind of, you know, look at it from a different angle. And that's kind of what this whole podcast has been
0: about. Yeah. Well, I, I literally just feel the exact same way. And I think that uh, you don't have to question whether or not you've made a difference in people's lives, because just from an outsider, and now also speaking with you personally, but just from an outsider, I know that people have been changed by your work, everything that you've shared uh, by the supplements that you guys carry within Cultivate Elevate, Uh, there's, there's no need to worry. You are definitely making a dent. And I am so grateful that you took the time and you wanted to come on and chat with me. This has been super fun, seriously. I've been really looking forward to just chatting about this in general because it's such a topic of conversation, not just on social media, but also in my life. And so it's just been really, really fun. And I can't wait to share it. I'm so... Uh, I just think it's gonna have an impact and hopefully people will walk away from the conversation feeling more empowered and less afraid. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Happy to be here and happy to talk about it.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully one day we'll have you back because I would love to talk about more things. They're they're so, it's like we were kind of getting into other stuff, it's like endless, right?
1: There's a billion topics. Yeah, a chatterbox, they would call me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that believe me I mean you're talking to one you're talking to one also but thank you again hopefully I'll see you back another time and yeah just have a lovely day
1: you too thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Intentionally Well. I hope that you not only enjoyed listening, but you were able to grab a few takeaways that you could either implement, experiment with, or just simply get curious about. Again, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you feel inclined, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a written review or a rating as well. Remember that you can find all of the latest regarding this show on Instagram at well.with.vanessa. And I also post about each episode on TikTok. And I'm starting to also cross over into YouTube as well. And you can find all of these links in the show notes. You can also follow my wellness account on Instagram at the gift of goods. So again, thank you so much for listening. That's all for now. And remember, we are beautifully designed to live not by chance and coincidence, but with purpose and intention. See you guys next time.